Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing defensive rookie of the year candidates. We touched on the offensive rookies yesterday. Let's look at the defense. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 on select main card fighters for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, again, just to preface this, defensive rookie of the year candidates, it'll be based off of what the NFL is going to do, and that changes the parameters just a little bit when you're trying to predict that versus what PFF's going to do. Of course, we're going to tell you who the highest graded players are, who the best players are on 600, 800, maybe 1,000 snaps. But the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year often comes down to stats. So I think that's a big part of how we're trying to uh, anticipate future Defensive Rookies of the Year. So uh, who you got at the top of your list? Yeah, so I was thinking about it. And I'm like, well, cornerbacks aren't going to win it the way the NFL is going right now. They're, <laughs> every rookie cornerback last year, almost bar none, got absolutely torched all season long. The cleanest cornerback prospect we thought was Jeffrey Akuda, And that guy just got ripped to pieces all season long for the Lions. Um, and we've just been talking about on the main podcast that linebackers are in a tougher spot than they've ever been before. So I basically throw out everybody in the back seven. You're looking at defensive linemen only. And then I decided, you know, let's just check the, the list of defensive rookies of the year recently to see if that's the way the league has been trending um, since 2010. So 11 rookies of the year now, uh, seven of them have been defensive linemen. Two of them have been cornerbacks and two of them have been linebackers. So it's already trending in that direction anyway, including obviously the last two, Nick Bosa and Chase Young. Um, I think this year, more than ever, that's just the way it's going to be because of how the game is. So I think a couple of obvious candidates, um, Jalen Phillips, uh, edge rusher that the Miami Dolphins took in the first round, I think has the potential to be the best edge rusher in the class anyway, to be a guy that hits the ground running in terms of generating sacks and pressures and doing it for a good team. Um, and then Christian Barmore, the guy that we've been talking about is this potential steal because of where he slid to um, with the Patriots. If he is, you know, if the if the issue with him was sort of off the field, was attitude, was the was not play, was not on the field dominance. Um, and he goes to New England, who we think will have the best shot of anybody of a like appreciating those issues because of the connection with Alabama, Nick Saban, and, and Bill Belichick, and B, of kind of keeping him under wraps, like Bar- Barmore has elite pass rushing potential. So I like where your thought process is, at least looking at recent trends. I, I think the point you're missing, though, is the point that we kept making pre-draft, is there is no Bosa in this draft. Mm-hmm. There is no Chase Young in this draft. So I think the defensive linemen are going to be risky. And then when I look at linebackers, I think if you go back to all of our defensive rookie of the year predictions or even defensive player of the year predictions. I probably leaned on linebackers a lot because I do think people are influenced by tackle numbers still. Sure. Uh, So if, you know, again, if a linebacker goes out there and he plays the entire season, he's going to get a hundred tackles and he'll probably have a few sacks and he'll stumble into a couple interceptions and the stat line looks really nice. And and I'm leaning toward that type of defensive rookie uh, when it comes to this year, just because yeah, Jalen Phillips is good and Barmore is good. But their defensive linemen, you know, in the Belichick scheme, too, where you don't necessarily get to get after the quarterback in Miami or New England as much. 
So I'm looking at Micah Parsons going to the Cowboys, even if he's fighting for snaps because they have so many linebackers right now, they'll get him on the field. Plus, because he's such a good blitzer, people think he could be a three, four outside backer in this whole deal. And rumors are that Dallas could even experiment with him there. The dude's going to have five or six sacks just by blitzing and getting after the quarterback if he plays uh, every down. So even if he doesn't grade well, I think Micah Parsons has a good chance to be that guy. And, and look at the other linebackers, man. Zayvon Collins, if he's on the field a ton, or uh, uh, Jamin Davis with the Washington football team, I, I feel like this linebacker class is is it's somebody coming from there because they're going to be used a lot as, as first-round players. I could see that um, to a degree. I think if you're looking for a linebacker, you're thinking about it the right way. It's the guys that are just going to get a ton of um, plays. The guys are just going to be there the whole time and involved in a lot of plays either way. And a guy that I I could see fitting that mold is Nick Bolton uh, from Kansas City, their second round pick, who I think will probably start from day one and just has that nose for the football, has that ability to fly around and get involved in a ton of tackles. And, you know, if he's got a weakness, it will probably be in coverage where you're right. It's just going to get counted less against them. You know, those kinds of plays they are the kind of things that will really hammer your PFF grade. And Patrick Queen is a great example of this last year. That dude was as active as any linebacker in the NFL, not always in a positive way, but the positive, the, the negative plays didn't always count against him, um, you know, in terms of perception. So I could see Nick Bolton racking up a ton of tackles, getting in and around the line of scrimmage, maybe even coming on the blitz a few times, but um, struggling a little bit in coverage, which nobody will care about when it comes to voting time. Yeah, I, I like to think we have a little bit more influence, but, you know, it, it's easier to just look at stats. So I, I, I worry about the lack of high end defensive line talent. I think the linebackers might not actually grade well, but they'll be out, out there putting up stats. When I'm looking at corners, though, I'm looking at guys who might have interception opportunities because that's the that's the place. Just like uh, Xavier Howard had a great year last year. But what do you have? You know, league league high in, in interceptions. Was it nine or ten? Uh, clearly that's that's the thing that sticks out. So, you know, with corners, you could see a guy like Greg Newsom going to Cleveland, becoming the corner opposite Denzel Ward, getting targeted a ton. And then because they play, you know, they play man, they play zone. But if he has five or six interceptions, I could see Newsom maybe being a dark horse kind of candidate. I'm looking at the other corners. Caleb Farley, I just don't know what to expect from him. Uh, maybe I'm thinking too much of the injury, but Farley could be up there because he's a playmaker. Uh, you know, making plays on the ball. Um, and then with Patrick Sertan, I just look at the depth chart and think, okay, maybe there's not a path for him. Uh, JC Horn has to go up against some really good offenses. He will face a lot of passes. So maybe the interception thing works there. But I think these corners are a bit more of a, more, more like dark horse candidates because they could stumble into those five or six interceptions that will, will you know, turn the voters. Also, don't forget your uh, one of our favorite picks of the draft, Asante Samuel. That guy's going to get a shot uh, yes. to start with yeah. the, the Chargers. Um, and the thing, his his calling card has been that ball hawk ability, the ability to get his hand on the ball, to make a ton of plays, um, and really have an effect on, on a defense that way. I could see him getting those kind of targets, getting the ball come his way enough that he could rack up a ton of interceptions. And I think, again, that's the right way of looking at it, that the guys that are going to get a bunch of interceptions, whether or not they're playing incredibly well, are the ones that are going to get the recognition for defensive rookie of the year. 
And again, look, his dad had a 10 interception season. And we've been talking about how they are clones of, uh, of each other. His dad had a 10 interception season. He had a nine interception season, a seven interception season. Like if he has one of those years where he's just targeted 150 times, he could easily have that kind of interception total. Yeah, and Asante Samuel has a path to the field. No other cornerback on the Chargers uh, currently right now graded above 63 last year. So it, he's not competing with with big names to start. Uh, they, they re-signed Michael Davis and Chris Harris is coming back. It looks like that's the trio that will be starting. So um, I'm with you in general as far as in a normal season, you're looking at defensive linemen, guys that are, that are going to rack up eight to 10 sacks, I just don't know who that guy is. You know, Quiddy Pay is going to be a part of a rotation. And, uh, you know, Phillips and Barmore, who you mentioned earlier, I just I, I don't know if they're going to put up those sack totals. So I'm leaning against the defensive line. I'm actually mm. looking to the back seven where you're not. And I think it's going to be one of those linebackers. So my final answer is my first answer. It's Micah Parsons. Is your final answer going to be uh, Jalen Phil- Jalen Phillips here? <sighs> I definitely think it'll be a defensive lineman. I just think that's, I think the way the league is trending, the guys playing in coverage are just exposed too badly from day one these days. It's really hard to hit the ground running as a defensive back or a guy in the back seven. And the ones that do are not the ones you expect. You know, it's last year, the best rookie cornerbacks were guys like Legereus Sneed, who admittedly you thought was really good, but Cameron Dantzler. It wasn't Jeffrey Akuda. It wasn't, you know, the top corners in the draft. It was guys that we didn't really see coming. Same thing with linebackers. It's I, I doubt it's going to be Micah Parsons, the guy that was the consensus best linebacker in the in the draft. It'll be some randomer that we just don't expect. So at that point, I'm looking at the defensive line. Yes, of the defensive linemen, I think Jalen Phillips has the best chance. So he would be my pick. Uh, early odds, I'm looking at VegasInsider.com. Micah Parsons, the favorite. Jalen Phillips, number two. So there you go. Mm. Just from an odd standpoint. Uh, Jamin Davis next. Quiddy Pay, Then Zayvon Collins from Arizona. And Patrick Sertan's actually sixth. The guy we didn't mention, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa, is seventh on yeah, the list. I just I look what happened to Isaiah Simmons last year and then think uh, he's going to have a tough transition. That, that's my feeling there. But if he sees the field, same thing. Same rule applies. Linebacker, guy around the line of scrimmage, probably making some tackles. All right, so let us know. Who do you think is going to be the defensive rookie of the year in 2021? It's a PFF, NFL Daily. 